Great news. Side Retired is now partnered with SeatGeek. For all ticketing needs, go to SeatGeek.com and use promo code SideRetiredPod, in all capitals, for $20 off your first order. We've got you covered from all things ranging from sporting events to concerts, including the NFL and NHL. Yes, this means we are officially taking you out to the ballgame. And now, today's episode of Side Retired. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. It is Dylan joined alongside Jack and Harry as always. And today we're finally going to give you this episode. It is the James Click analysis. Houston Astros just won the World Series a week and a half ago. And now they have fired their general manager in a stunning, surprising move. Of course, the team is still making free agency slash re-signings with Rafael Montero on a three-year contract without an acting general manager. But this is a whole complicated situation in Houston. One of the best young minds in the game has been fired after winning the World Series. Jack, I'll come to you first. What's happening in Houston? A really astonishing move, one that you accurately predicted uh, a couple of weeks earlier. So uh, tip tip of the cap to that. I think it's a very puzzling situation. You know, it's really the converse is true in baseball. It seems like we've seen poor GMs who win the World Series get um, undeserved job security. For example, Mike Rizzo in Washington, he won the World Series in 2019 and has since made several questionable moves, but is not really seeing any kind of repercussions for any of them because of his championship three years prior. Now you have James Click, who just came in, you know, he, he replaced Lucknow after the cheating scandal. And since then, the Astros have had a enormous amount of young talent come up to the big leagues. They've made the World Series, you know, the last two years, won it this year, one of the best, one of, if not the best run organizations in all baseball, yet they fired their GM. It's not sure what's going on behind closed doors between Jim Crane and James Click, but it seemed like the writing was on the wall. Both him and Dusty Baker were both offered only one-year deals, which, you know, the fact of the matter is when you're getting both your GM and your manager only one-year extensions after winning the World Series, I think that speaks volume to what kind of owner um, Crane is and the kind of, you know, person he values. He's giving his guys who just handed him a championship, very little job security, which I think, first of all, you know, it doesn't really speak volume. And you could say what you want about the relationship between owner and GM. Seems like Dusty Baker is very well liked, and yet he still was only given a one-year deal. But the fact of the matter remains that Click, Click has done a very, very good job, as I mentioned. And it seems really puzzling that he would be given this, uh, you know, this kind of lack of mobility. And several executives from outside teams viewed it as disrespect to Click and, you know, the job he's done. Who knows now? There are no teams with front office jobs open, but yet it seems like Click will find his way to navigate into one. There is, there is one I will tell you before Harry jumps in and gives his thoughts. There's a team that has, for the last two and a half years, been looking for a president of baseball operations that, uh, I don't know, they somewhere in Queens, they still refuse to promote Billy Epler as the president of baseball operations. That position has long been open. For some people. reason. Yeah, but they... They claim maybe it's for David Stearns. Obviously, we will get into David Stearns later in this episode with his connection to Houston. But Harry, your initial thoughts on the fact that James Click has been fired. I will back up Jack. Dusty Baker apparently only wanted a one-year contract at 73 years old. So that explains that one. But yeah, James Click, who I believe is 40-ish, definitely would have liked more than a one-year contract. Harry, your thoughts? I think it's interesting because you'll immediately see a lot of guys who will say, oh, if you give 
you know, James Click, a, a 60 win team, a 50 win team, a 70 win team. Will he be able to build that organization up to reach the same heights that Jeff Lunau did? And while it is true that he did inherit probably one of the best franchises you could have possibly inherited, maybe in all of sports, I would argue that while Lunau definitely was the primary architect in building up a lot of these fundamental players on this current roster, Click had done a fantastic job at just kind of refining it and making supplemental additions that can really just enhance that roster and take what he was been given and really just cultivate an already uh, fertile ground and really kind of turn it into something special. Uh, I think bullpen is a fantastic example of this. Bullpen is usually something that is uh, more volatile on a year-to-year basis and is something that you really can't predict too far into the future. And I think James Click has done a fantastic job at building one of the best bullpens in all of baseball. Uh, I think another really good decision that he made was just the whole handling of the shortstop position. While yes, again, Lunau was the guy who first identified Jeremy Pena as a potential uh, diamond in the rough as a prospect. It was James Click who ultimately had the gall to, to value him enough to where he would deem Pena enough to be the Astros starting shortstop in years prior and let go of a name like Carlos Correa, who has long been considered as one of the premier talents in all of Major League Baseball. And given Pena's play both in the regular season and in the postseason, Click makes out like a bandit there. He looks like he absolutely made the right decision, and it's a decision that is going to keep the Astros a lot of additional money in the future. I think that given the chips he was given, there's really not a whole lot better he could have possibly done. I don't think this is exactly a situation where, you know, a general manager was born on third base and scored home. I think that he did a fantastic job at inheriting what he had been given and really kind of taking it to as best a level as he possibly could have with the pieces he got. And he could have done what the Cubs did in signing Andrelton Simmons as a stopgap. He could have done what the Yankees did in Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, but this was really one of the few guys in baseball that decided to trust his rookie as a starter from day one. I believe their only insurance policy was Nico Goodrum as a backup shortstop and a lead Diaz, which obviously if things went south, they would have gone out and acquired another player, but that's a lot of confidence and a lot of trust to put in a young shortstop. James Flick proved it. He did it the same thing a year ago when they thrust Chaz McCormick as their starting center fielder when George Springer left. And obviously, as you mentioned, guys like Ryan Stanek, guys like Rafael Montero, Brian Abreu have really developed in the bullpen ever since Click has taken over. This now brings the attention to what happens next. And we've proposed five domino effects that could result from the league. I bet a lot of these are definitely far-fetched and definitely pipeline dreams, but we figured we will mention all five of them. And then our two guys here will tell you whether they agree, think it's either impossible. It's not. The first one is David Stearns. And obviously we've heard rumblings about the whole James Click situation for probably the last month or so. We even here on Side Retired said he would be fired around a month ago. Now that he's gone, the GM spot needs to be filled. And David Stearns was just announced that he's stepping down as the president of baseball operations for the Brewers. People have long suspected he's from New York. He's going to become the Mets guy one day. Stearns grew up in the Astros organization and was sort of an assistant GM with them until he got the Brewers GM position. Do you think a world is possible? Jack will go to you first where David Stearns is going to become the top decision maker for the Houston Astros. I think it's hard to say. I think Stearns right now has good job security with the Brewers. It's not the same kind of pressure. Not that the Astros are a big market team, but given the new kind of success, I think there's going to be more more pressure to win. And I don't think he's ready to jump ship yet. Maybe 
you know, if this were further down the line, because I, I definitely would say he's on thin ice given the state of the Josh Hader move. And, you know, there's talk in the air of Brandon Woodruff, um, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns. Any of those guys could be moved. It could create a ripple effect that does leave his tenure in, in Milwaukee being terminated. With that being said, I don't really see him jumping ship out of the blue just to go in a new front office, especially if he was given the same title. I think right now John Morrissey is reporting that uh, Bill Fergus, the Astros senior director of baseball strategy, will be heading the free agent for, uh, pursuit. I don't really know senior baseball strategy and GM. I don't know like, what's like in terms of difference there. I think right now the Astros, it seems like they're going to promote with, from within. I don't really see someone, let alone Stearns, coming in to fill that role for them right at, at the time for the time being. Harry, anything you want to add on there? I think Stearns is definitely an intriguing candidate, given that he already has experience working within the Astros organization. And keep in mind, he's still a very analytically progressive uh, mind in the front office. However, he has made some statements that say he's pretty comfortable and focused on his current uh, role being kind of more of an advisor to the Brewers' current front office. However, you know, you could not mention it. On December 21st, 2006, Nick Saban came out and stated while he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins that he would not become the head coach of the Alabama football program. And we all know what happened from there. So obviously never rule things out and take coach speak with a grain of salt. The second option that I think is probably just a pipeline dream, but we saw how well these two work together, Jim Crane and Jeff Lunau. Lunau appears to be the only member AJ Hinch has a job again in baseball. Alex Cora has a job again in baseball. Option number two, Jack, is that Jeff Lunau now comes full circle and retakes the GM job for the Houston Astros. I think this, if you told me what my bet would be from besides promote one within, I think this is what I would go with, given, as you mentioned, you know, guys like Cora, Beltran, you know, they have various positions within Major League Baseball. Also, the fact that people are calling this like championship. You look at what the Astros have done in terms of letting several of the players from that 2017 core go, including George Springer, Dallas Keuchel. You know, they've still retained that uh, continuous excellence and they've still remained, you know, atop the postseason, made it to the for, to the American League Championship Series for like what the past five, six years. They've now won their second World Series title. Seems like lots of the controversies surrounding 2017 are starting to dwindle. And I think, you know, bringing in the look now, now wouldn't receive the same kind of controversy it would versus a year or two ago. So I think bringing him back is a move they're going to make. And it's going to be one that, you know, we see uh, the Astros, you know, several people will accuse them of cheating. I've seen people bring this up again and that maybe, you know, is that why James Glick was fired? I think it's time to put that all to bed. And if he is, he's a very deservingly deserving candidate and one who, you know, he assembled much of this dynasty and should deserve much of the credit for their success. Harry, thoughts on Clay or on Lunau? I think, you know, my opinions on, on Lunau kind of run deep. I do think that he was ultimately kind of this biggest scapegoat in this whole Astros 2017 uh, scandal. I think that the team made a very preemptive decision on giving his suspension before they really came up with super conclusive evidence that he was kind of a real factor in the sign-stealing scheme. At the end of the day, I think he definitely had some involvement to it, but I don't necessarily think that was very concrete enough. Um, but we've seen, you know, as Jack mentioned, a lot of the main players in this scheme, A.J. Hinch, Alex Cora, they served their punishment, but they're totally back. A.J. Hinch is now manager of the Tigers, and Alex Cora served a suspension, and now he's back with the Red Sox. And even the Mets were willing to kind of overlook that whole Carlos Beltran angle before public pressure got really, really steep with them, and they ultimately had to look elsewhere. I think that the fact that Lunau has not made an appearance back into Major League Baseball is, to be honest, quite criminal. 
and I think that he is probably one of the greatest minds that this sport has really ever had and is the mastermind behind one of the best dynasties in modern uh, history. I think that if the opportunity presents itself, that these two should absolutely reunite. I'm not sure what Lunau's thoughts in the matter is, given that he filed a lawsuit against the organization and seems to be weirdly content with the soccer game. I'm not sure. He's kind of seemed to have moved on from baseball, but this is, you know, really kind of what I think should be the case. And we'll see how realistic it ultimately is. Option number three is the one I am most confident in happening. And Harry, get the TikTok ready, because as I said, I correctly predicted that James Click would be fired. I'm ready to accurately predict the ripple effect as to what's going to happen based on that. Carlos Beltran. We just mentioned that every single other person, AJ Hinch, Alex Cora, with the exception of Jeff Lunau, everyone else is back in Major League Baseball in some capacity managing. Jose Altuve is still playing, Alex Bregman is still playing, George Springer is still playing. Everybody else is still involved in the game, except for Carlos Beltran, who I think is a result of the Astros, maybe not the click firing, but more that the Astros have now won another World Series. People are beyond the cheating scandal. Carlos Beltran is up for the Hall of Fame. I believe in a year or two from now, I think it is finally time for him to get back in a baseball organization. And he he was previously fired under the Jeff Wilpont, uh, Fred Wilpont ownership. I think new owner Steve Cohen cares a lot about the history of the organization. We know old timers, they happened. He retired Willie Mays' number. Carlos Beltran definitely will be back in the Mets organization by the end of this offseason. Book it, lock it in. Probably will be given a title like special assistant to the general manager, special assistant to the president. But Carlos Beltran, for the first time, will be welcomed back into a baseball organization front office, potentially to be the heir to Buck Showalter. I don't know, Buck's getting up there in age, so we'll see. Maybe if Beltran eventually becomes a bench coach or something like that. But for now, I'm going to make the bold prediction. By the end of this offseason, Carlos Beltran will be back in the Mets organization as a special assistant, as a something of that organization he will be back with the Mets officially on payroll bang fourth option Jack this is one I want to get your opinion on Brian Cashman still does not have a contract it's now been almost two weeks since he's been I guess still technically Yankee consultant I don't know exactly what they're calling it but maybe the Yankees knew that James Click was on his way out Cashman maybe becomes an advisor and James Click becomes the GM of the Yankees organization thoughts no, I don't, I don't see Cashman shifting to an advisor in any capacity. You know, he's been with the organization for very, since the late 80s, and he's been the GM since 98, which sounds like a long time, but he was the youngest GM in MLB history at the time. So he's still, I don't know his exact age, but somewhere in his 40s or 50s. So he's still quite young. So him making that kind of shifting to an advisory role doesn't really fit his age. And besides the fact, you know, he stated publicly that, you know, we have a handshake agreement. And so I highly doubt Cashman would say something that that would implicate implicate himself to be, you know, further on, you know, a freezing cold take of saying that he's going to be back as GM. And then just for the house time writer say, oh, yeah, nope, we're going to bring in the guy who just beat you in the American League Championship Series. So, no, Brian Cashman is going to be back. The Calstein runner loves him. And to see that kind of organizational shift when it seems like Cashman has had some very strong success recently building up pitching and minor league development. I don't think it's a necessary change, let alone one that like in the midst of your free agency, the Yankees draft board and their strategy, you know, figuring out how they're going to bring in Aaron Judge, that kind of pitch, bringing in a new GM for that kind of, you know, especially when they've just extended a, a manager who typically is also seen to have changed when you bring in a new GM. Doesn't really fit the Yankees, nor 
do I think it's even going to be necessary because Cashman's probably getting a contract drafted up for him as we speak. How are your thoughts on the whole Cashman situation? Yeah, I mean, to kind of echo what Jack said, I definitely think that that Steinbrenner-Cashman connection is thicker than metal. Uh, I don't, I can't realistically envision them opting elsewhere. I mean, the, the team isn't in a terrible situation. They did have a lot of injuries. Uh, I have argued that, you know, perhaps the injuries wouldn't have made a huge difference in the long run, but still they got very close to where they needed to get. And this is the New York Yankees we're talking about. Cashman obviously has a very nice track record with the Yankees winning multiple different World Series with different kind of compositions of teams. And, you know, his current team doesn't look very bad at all. In fact, it's still one of the best rosters in all of Major League Baseball. I just can't see unless there's something crazy that goes on that Brian Cashman just really isn't a New York Yankee unless the team happens to fall apart. And I think just if the, if anyone's going to get scapegoated for the New York Yankees, I think it's definitely more likely to be Boone than Cashman. All right, Jack, what was the name of the guy? If you can find it from John Morosi, where he said that guy's basically oh, good. Bill, Bob Fergus. Bob Fergus. Okay, so we're now going to have the fun end of this whole James Click discussion by saying, plain and simply, who do we think will be the GM of the Houston Astros next? And could you don't need to know this. You could options are like Mr. Internal Hire. That's completely fine to say that's your answer rather than like a specific name. You could say it's Lou now. You could say they don't name a GM. I know there's a couple teams in the past that haven't and they go like front office by committee or someone else that we're not thinking of something crazy. Brian Cashman says, screw the Yankees. I'm going to the Astros something. It could just be Mr. Internal Hire and that's completely fine. I'll get us started since I just came up with the question, so I'll give you time to think about it. I will say the next general manager of the Houston Astros will be Jeff Bagwell. Plain and simple. Just out of left field, out of nowhere. I think the Houston Astros need a good figurehead at the front of their organization, and who better than the former uh, multi-time All-Star? I believe he won an MVP. He's now a Hall of Famer with the Houston Astros, so... My prediction will be that the Astros fire one of the most analytically driven minds in baseball in James Click and hire a ball go boom, a guy that's going to be a member of the Astros organization. I believe he's currently a special advisor to the team, but I will say Jeff Bagwell is going to be the next GM of the Houston Astros. Harry. I I will say kind of, I don't exactly have my pick just yet, but I will say kind of picking backing off of that anti-analytics point it was a very interesting move seeing that the Astros re-signed Rafael Montero to a rather large deal. I think it was three years for $34 million for a reliever who is past the aging curve. And, you know, there are just definitely better options that they really could have gone towards and saved a lot of money by building up younger relievers from scratch, as opposed to devoting a lot of money to a guy like Montero. That's a very weird move for me. And, and I could definitely see that, they're kind of using that and they will kind of going forward, abandon some of the heavy analytics that is going forward. Although it doesn't make a whole lot of sense considering how far that that approach has gotten them up to this point, given the data and given how weird this whole situation has really been and how cryptic Jim Crane has been about a lot of this. I wouldn't be entirely surprised to see a guy like Bagwell or maybe another, uh, just some like somebody who isn't as analytically driven. However, if I had to make a pick, if I had to give you the betting favorite, I would probably say that it's some form of in-house solution. I definitely think they promote one of uh, their, you know, one of their in-house guys, maybe a, 
maybe an assistant general manager, maybe a guy like Scott Powers or Andrew Ball. You know, the exact name, it's anybody's guess, but I definitely think that they'll kind of try to stay in-house. Craig Biggio. I, I agree with Harry. I think it is interesting to see. I mean, I just putting my trying to get into the crane's mind, I think like an anti-analytics approach would like, you know, make so much doesn't make doesn't make sense at all that it makes perfect sense for a meddling meddling owner who doesn't understand the game to try to implement that kind of stuff, especially, you know, it even even more mind-boggling that a team that is so ethically driven, like the Houston Astros, who has had so much success because of their process, would still want to get rid of it and revert. So, you know, to axioms rather than, you know, newfound statistics. I'll always go with my pick of Bill Ferkus. I think I I, I miss, uh, I misspoke with Dylan. I think Bill Ferkus is going to be the guy I go with. Uh, you know, the senior director of baseball strategy, I think is in, inevitable to, uh, to become the, uh, the, the next GM, despite what current thinks, you know, you know, how he acts. I think, you know, it's even equally likely that he'll be fired within three years after a the Houston Astros win fourth third World Series, but you know uh, it is what it is for him. You know, tough run, but you know the, the Houston Astros—they have one of the best foundational foundations in all of baseball. So whoever does end up getting this job, likely going to have an easier, much easier job than Click did. That they already have so many guys less than twenty-five years old. This core, even if you didn't touch it, didn't make a single free agency move, the Astros are going to be competing for a World Series for much of your tenure as GM. So it's just a matter of who's going to inherit the keys to the kingdom and get probably a job that I could do and still be find very successful just sitting on, you know, sitting around all day, not making a single move. I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier. The simple solution is 2017 Astros legend. Everything comes full circle. Carlos Beltran is the next GM of the Houston Astros. Of course. Uh, here we go. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my prediction. Jeff Bagwell, no analytics. He's the future GM of the Houston Astros and going to be the figurehead of the organization. I have a question. If a guy like Bagwell or just any anti-analytics guy gets that job, mm-hmm. do you think it's possible for them to just kind of to tank a team that seems to be untankable? No, I don't think maybe they not tank, next year, but, but like the dynasty will be past its prime. Like Steve point. Nash on the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is Steve Nash wasn't a Nets legend. The problem you're getting into putting Jeff Bagwell as the GM of the Astros. If he stinks, how do you fire him? Like that—that's the problem that I'm. That's the only holdup I'm getting with my situation is that they won't have too much of a problem. You fire a legend, but no. Sticking with my guts, Jeff Bagwell will be the next GM of the Houston Astros. But of course, we will be back this week. Lots of fun interviews coming up in the future. Harry, I don't know if you want to tease who we're having on with you. That episode will be released Wednesday morning. You'll see. Maybe a guy who you guys will be hearing about a little bit more during this season, but. Sounds good. We also have a couple more Barstool friends hopping on the podcast later in the week, as well as more cool in-depth analysis of what it's like to act in the baseball industry. Lots of unique, diverse perspectives like we always try to give you guys on a regular basis. So for Dylan, James, Jack, and Harry, until the next time, the side is retired.